The Mariners lost a series to the A's, and really the only way you can lose a series to the A's. Let's talk about it here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Locked On Mariners podcast. This is Monday, August 22nd, 2022. And thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms with new episodes dropping every Monday through Friday. I am your host, Setting Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. We cover the Mariners over at InsideTheMariners.com for Fan Nation over on the Sports Illustrated Network. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11, that's CPAT11. Be sure to also check out our Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash control the zone. We post two additional podcasts on there every single week. Again, that is patreon.com forward slash control the zone. And if this is your first time joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, turn on the notification bell, and give this video a thumbs up. We greatly appreciate it. On the show today, we're going to tell you our thoughts on what went down in Oakland, unfortunately. If roster changes need to be made, and if so, what? And with Ty France's ongoing struggles, Colby will tell you why he cannot be viewed as one of the team's three best hitters heading into the 2023 season. But first, Colby, let's just get this out of the way. What the hell happened down in Oakland? Uh, Well... Some things we expected, like Cole Irvin being incapable of pitching against the Mariners. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to know, you know, in a world that's changing as frequently as it is, we can always count on something uh, mm-hmm. like Cole Irvin being terrible against the Mariners. Um, unfortunately, that was pretty much the highlight. Um, yeah, you know, Saturday night, it was just it was just sloppy. Adam Frazier looked like he couldn't be bothered to bend down and pick up a ground ball. Like he literally stayed perfectly upright and hit off his shin. Like, what's that about? And then Jake Lamb, you know, fly ball. He should have caught it. it. The sun was pretty bad, I guess, is is what they're going with. Um, but again, um, it's it's kind of a shame because Gilbert was actually pitching okay um, up to that point. Uh, it was it was one of his better outings. Um, and then obviously, you know, Gilbert takes the the line drive off the backside, and and he had to leave the game early as a result couple of, you know, about an inning later. So um, just kind of chaos. And then Castillo can't field a, like a routine ground ball. I just, that dude might be the most an- unathletic guy in major league baseball. There, there is no athleticism to Diego Castillo. And then, you know, Sunday, just Luis Castillo just didn't have it. You know, there's really, there's no excuse for it. Stuff was fine. It was just, you know, 30 grade command, you know, 35 grade control. It was that just, Fell behind a ton of counts, left everything in the middle of the plate. If he, if he, you know, was going to throw a strike, it was going to be in the middle of the plate. Just didn't have it, and that stuff happens. Uh, it's it's bad timing when it's against a bad team. Um, oddly enough, the Mariners still had a really good chance to win that game, and they just could not get that big hit that they needed. Um, so yeah, you know, it comes down to it. The offense was atrocious on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, pitching was, uh, it was. Fine enough on Saturday. Again, the defense is the bigger culprit there on Saturday's game. But Sunday, you know, Castillo just wasn't very good. And yet, you know, they have opportunities to win that game. They couldn't take advantage of a uh, pretty mediocre Oakland A's bullpen. Uh, so, yeah, just a, a rough weekend all the way around. Uh, I guess, you know, 
good news is is that Julio had a very nice week. So that that's uh, that's mm-hmm. good to see. Seems like he's finally starting to get that that timing back. Um, unfortunately, he did not get much help uh, up and down the lineup. So it's you know it's you go from the high on Friday to just one of the worst losses you'll see on Saturday mm-hmm. to a game on Sunday that where it just felt kind of lifeless almost. It's it's a disappointing weekend. It's it's a bad weekend, and we can admit that the Mariners played poorly and that it it's a bad result without, you know, <laughs> season's over. They're not a playoff mm-hmm. team. Playoff teams don't lose series like that, which, yeah, they do. The Padres, I think, lost a series to, to the Nationals, you know, this weekend. So stuff happens. But uh, it uh, mm-hmm. didn't make it any easier to watch in the moment, even knowing the whole, like, yeah, it's baseball, stuff happens. But uh yeah. Yeah. The, I would say the, the offense, you know, had a four game stretch there was, you know, pretty good. Got a lot of help in those four games, but whatever scored mm-hmm. runs. But then Saturday, Sunday, you see the issues with the offense. They, they still exist and they're yeah. going to for the rest of the year. Yeah. And credit to, uh, to an ace pitching staff that has been a little bit better as of late, gotten some uh, nice young arms, especially in the, in the bullpen, the, the, the bullpen arms have been pretty solid for Oakland surprisingly. Uh, and, uh, you know, JP Sirius has been really good since he uh, got traded over from, uh, from New York as well. So, you know, you're going to run into some issues with that, you know, matchups are going to line up the way they do and baseball is baseball. And that's just really what it is at the end of the day when it comes to the series. But, you know, it's disappointing still, uh, you know, like you mentioned outside of Julio, I mean, Eugenio Suarez had a pretty decent series, obviously had the big first game, had a, uh, a game time. Yeah. Had a game time knock on, on Saturday, but yeah. that was, you know, that was a, but those were really the two guys to me that stood out. I mean, Cal Raleigh had a decent series. Yeah, it's really just a decent Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so. it's oof. his at bats on Saturday were the worst on the team. So yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, Haggerty had a, had a, you know, a nice yeah. Sunday. Sam well. Haggerty, the weapon, the weapon coming yeah. off the bench last night. It'll be interesting to see like why he was scratched. I don't know if we ever really got really good info on that. So I don't mm-hmm. know if that's more of a, you know, just, caution a caution thing with an off day coming up or if it's the fact that he could run makes me think it's it's maybe like a shoulder or or something Mm -hmm. like that but yeah uh demo actually i think demo had a double right on sunday and he He went two for four yeah i was gonna say i think he had a couple knocks so yeah yeah they're starting to use uh they're starting to use dylan uh you know the way he should be used which is basically only against lefties and Mm -hmm. uh it's he had a hit a nice game so yeah it's there are some positives in this series and, and I wouldn't worry at all about Luis Castillo. It's, it happens. So, um, I'm not, I'm not concerned about that at all. The velocity was fine. The stuff was fine. He just yeah. didn't really have a good feel for it. That stuff, it's, that it's type funny. Of stuff will happen. It's funny. He, he performs great against the Yankees has a solid <laughs> night against the angels as well. But then the athletics, the second worst team in all of baseball, it's just like, nah, I'm just, you know, I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not going to be a really, really good pitcher right now. I'm, I'm just, no, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm deciding to be, uh, I'm deciding to regress a little bit against this bad right. team. <laughs> the, uh, well, I mean like the, the A's, you know, they, I, we mentioned this on Friday, the A's are going to be, they're scrap, they're annoyingly scrappy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they, they're a thorn in the side of teams like the Astros. And, and so it, it's not like there's no, yeah, they swept there. the Astros, right? Yeah, I think they, and then I think like a week later they took two or three or something like that. So, yeah, uh, yeah the A's again, they're 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 not good, but they're not an abject train wreck like the Los Angeles Angels, right? I'm sorry, the the Donald Angels. Um, 
they're 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 not that bad all right they're uh-huh. you know despite a cheap ownership they actually have you know good baseball people there so yeah it uh, it's still again it's a it's a disappointing result it's an unacceptable result um but it, there's no reason to you know jump off the the bandwagon the the ship's not sinking and at the end of it Mariners still in playoff position by two and a half games, I believe, over mm-hmm. the Orioles. Uh, they are in a three-way tie for all of the wild card spots right now. All three wild card mm-hmm. teams have the same exact winning percentage right now, so that's, uh, that's Seattle fun. technically like .005 below, which is oh, why really? they're okay. which is why they're in third place. They're in like it's place. they're in third place in the wild card because of a rounding issue. They're right. essentially all five uh, five forty one and a half. Seattle's like five forty one. By the way, what happens? Not to go down this rabbit hole. We're probably going to go down this rabbit the hole right now. Scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like the the Mariners have the the tiebreaker over the Jays, but they don't have a tiebreaker over the Rays. So, what happens in that situation? Well, if the Jays have the tiebreaker over the Rays, then uh, it gets a little tricky. I, I if they don't, then it's just okay. Rays have the tiebreaker over the over the Jays and the Mariners. Mm-hmm. So they're the one. And then it's, well, the Mariners have the tiebreaker over mm-hmm. the Jays. So they're the two. So the Jays would be the three. That's, that's mm-hmm. how that would work. Um, if there are, if each one of them like rock, paper, scissors type of thing, I think it goes by interdivisional record, which mm-hmm. I have no idea where the Jays <laughs> and you would think yeah. that would, you think that would, you know, favor the Mariners, but they don't have an amazing record against the angels. Obviously they have a bad record against the, uh, against the Astros and I mean a the A's they have an okay record against and, and the uh the Rangers they've dominated for the most part. Yeah. So maybe they have a shot in that, but I, I don't know. I don't know how the Jays and the Rays have fared in the AL East. So yeah. It's it's well, it's complicated. That's that's still a ways away from needing to be figured out, if go. at all, yep. if at all. So, yeah, uh, let's talk about more of the uh, the immediate future, though, for this team. Some folks after the series calling for some roster changes. Are they necessary? Let's talk about it in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online is where the game starts. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every single day. We greatly appreciate your support. So, Colby, as you mentioned, you know, Jake Lamb didn't have a very good series. Uh, a lot of people in the Mariners in general had a uh, very not good series. And, uh, you know, that has caused some fans to call for some roster changes. And, of course, the Mariners have Taylor Chamel down in AAA right now. They have Luis Torrens down in AAA right now. They have quite a few guys down in AAA that they could call upon if they so wish. Uh, do you think it's time to make some changes, particularly on the offensive side of things? Um... I think you can. Uh, I, I think, you know, in terms of like roster moves, um, they seem to be desperate to hold on to Carlos Santana for for some reason. I don't veteran leadership or whatever. And I mean, I guess to his credit, 
I, I know somebody loves to send me the exit velos of Santana. Santana did have two of the five hardest exit velos uh, in that game. They were just ground balls right at people, which is still a problem. Santana, you know, hard hit ground balls. That's better than soft hit ground balls, but they're still ground balls, right? There's not a lot of damage there. Um, Santana, you just watch him, watch him hit. He's toast. He's toast. Um, he shouldn't be getting as many at bats as he is. He shouldn't be hitting fourth when he does play, uh, especially since he's only going to play against lefties. He should not be hitting ahead of you know Suarez against lefties. That's that's ridiculous. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you can DFA him. I, I don't really care. Uh, it seems like the Mariners want to keep him. Uh, Lamb is a little, is a little bit different just because he does offer some versatility. And you know it's it's weird. Lamb had a terrible game on Saturday. It's one fly ball that you know, sun ball that he didn't catch and that's it. You're off the team. And it's, hmm, that's, that seems selective. So, um, Casale hasn't been very good either, but you're not, you're not DFAing Casale. Uh, so I just, I don't know, like who, who would you bring up to replace these guys? Tramel's the easy one. Um, but are you, are we just going to say Toro's ready now after playing in AAA for a week? Are we just going to say Luis Torrens is, is back now after playing two or three games for, for Tacoma? Are we gonna pick Jonathan VR over Jake Lamb? Like I, you're, you're, I mean, it's definitely not gonna be Jared Kelnick or Kyle Lewis. So, what like what options right. do you have to make these roster moves? I don't see any. The only one I see um, would be Santana or I guess Lamb. I I don't I don't think it's time yet with Lamb. I think he can be useful if you actually you know play him more than once a week. But we'll see. Um, but either one of those guys for Tramel, fine. That makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. Other than that. I don't really see anything. Uh, you know, it could end up being Terenz makes a lot of sense. It could end up being that Toro is ready to go. Um, and I guess maybe it is, maybe it is VR, but I think those moves were a couple weeks away from even knowing if those make sense yet. And by that right. point, it's September 1st and you're just calling up one of those guys anyway. So it's, I mean, like I said, I, I think Terrell should be up with the big club. I just, other than that, I think that's it. And I, I don't know how much of a, how much of a massive upgrade that's going to be. So kind of in a tough spot. This is why, again, you and I wanted them to go out and get another bat uh, at the deadline. Um, I'm just Mm -hmm. saying Trey Mancini would look pretty good right about now, wouldn't he? So, But you have so many first base and DH types, Colby. You you can't possibly upgrade over any of those guys. I watched Jesse Winker play left field for like three or four times this year, this, this week alone. There's your DH. Trey Mancini's a better left fielder than Jesse Winker. Don't tell me it's close. Don't tell me he's no. It's no, no. Jesse Winker. They should hide his glove forever. No, never. He's atrocious out there. Jesse Winker's your DH, and if Mitch Hanniger needs to DH for a day, Jesse Winker gets a day off. Period. End of story. Yeah. You cannot allow Jesse Winker to go back out there. He made another bad play last night, and he only played two innings in the field, and he cost the Mariners a base. Like. What are we doing? No, Jesse Winker's DH, period. End of story. And if you want to use the DH on somebody else, then you're saying Jesse Winker's not playing that day. Yeah. Let's maybe uh, let's maybe give him back that first base glove. Give anything. it a shot. Because yeah. right you're not getting any production from first base anyways. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll talk about that in just a, a little bit. But yeah, I think Tramel's the move because at the very least, you're getting better outfield defense um, mm-hmm. and you're getting you know value on the base pass with Tramel. Um, he's yeah, he's running a lot better now. Yeah. Um, so he at least upgrades one thing over Lamb and one yep. thing over Santana. 
Yep. So, and honestly, probably the bat is better. Yeah. Than than either of those guys. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, it's interesting. Tramel came up, and his his sprint speed numbers on on Statcast were like below average, and we know Tramel's a good runner. So that that's a little weird to see. Um, but you know, he was coming off of a hamstring injury. Uh, you know, when we first got to the big leagues and he just had another one, but I think he's stolen like six bags since he's, since he started his rehab assignment. Like he's running right now in AAA, and, and that's a nice piece. We see how valuable guys like Dylan Moore and, and Sam Haggerty are off the bench late to run. Having another guy like that, another athlete could help. And so I, I just, I think to me, you know, your, your best shot right now, if you're the Mariners, um, is Tremel and left Julio and center Hanniger and right with Winker DHing. Uh, and you run that out as many days a week as you possibly can. I think that's their best bet. But again, aside from Tramel, I mean, pick Santana or Lamb. I really don't care which one you want to DFA. I would say Santana over Lamb. I know a lot of people would say Lamb over Santana. That's fine. I don't care. But mm-hmm. aside from that, like, that's it. Like, that's the only move you can make right now. Maybe in September yeah. you can make the trends move, and that makes a lot of sense, or Toro or VR, but... That's it, because it's not Kelnick, it's not Lewis, and it, yeah. it can't be it can't be Terence right now. He just got there. The only other change that I would make, or other changes that I would make, just have to do with the current thirteen position players that are on the roster right now. And I'm talking about the batting order here. Ty France shouldn't be getting the second most at bats on this team right now. No, no, plain and simple. That to me Wait. should be Mitch Haniger. Mm-hmm. Should be Julio Haniger, and then you figure out the rest, you know, afterwards. Ty France shouldn't be hitting second right now. No. It's been awful. And whether that's, you know, because of the injuries, whatever, I, it doesn't matter because you're at the point now where you need results. And yep. while I think that Ty France is a lot better than he has been as of late, Absolutely. you got to go with, you got to go with the hot hand right now. It's uh it's a sprint right now. You're in the sprint. It's, it's no longer a marathon. Yeah. It's a sprint. Mm-hmm. And, uh, guys who are trending down need to be treated as such. Guys who are trending up need to be treated as such. Um, there's always some nuance in any of those decisions that get made. Uh, but, you know, just look at last night, right? Julio, uh, was it Julio or was it Raleigh? In the ninth inning, double. I think that was Raleigh. Raleigh, Raleigh right. Mm-hmm. And then you have Julio up, and then you have Ty France. And Julio, you know, to his credit, he got a, hit a ball, should have been a base hit. Most of the times it's a base hit. Wasn't a little bit of bad luck, fine, whatever. And then he, out comes Ty France, who's been probably your worst hitter, second worst hitter over the last week or so. Guess who's sitting on deck? Completely unable to impact the game. The guy who's arguably been your best hitter for the last two weeks. That's the yeah. So when people say, oh, well, what's the difference between two or three? It's only like five or six at-bats a year. There it is. There's one of them. You yeah. see how it makes a difference? So... Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, the the batting order should be, you know, Julio and Mitch, or Mitch and Julio. I don't really care which order you put them in, but those sure. two guys need to be getting the most opportunities possible to impact the game. And right now, you're you're not allowing that to happen because you think Ty France is is going to be something he hasn't been for like a month. Yeah, it just it's it's dumb. It's dumb. So you can't be yeah. afraid to make those changes. I. I don't think Scott's going to, which is annoying, but like I'm pretty sure France has been worth negative like half a win over the last month, which is significant. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean 
he's just <laughs> he's not hitting at all. He's striking out more now. It's like we're seeing some really uncharacteristic things out of Ty France mm-hmm. at the moment. And I think it would be good to just kind of, you know, put him down the lineup a couple spots. Doesn't have to be like super significant because I don't think they they would ever even consider anything super significant where he's six or seven in the lineup. But like I think five should be on the table. I think five should be on the table as well. Yeah. Yeah. Julio, Mitch, Jesse, Gino, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then France. I mean, I guess yeah. you could hit France four. That's fine. Um, but yeah, in the month of August, Ty France is hitting 145, 203, 194. Yeah. That's that's terrible. And it even extends beyond August. Since the All-Star break, he's hitting 198, 276, 308. Mm-hmm. And yes, I get that he's been hurt and it's a wrist injury, blah, blah, blah. I understand all that. It doesn't matter. 40 games to go. You're tied You're tied for a wild card spot right now. Um, it's go time. I don't have time for sentimentality of, of hitting J.P. Crawford third because he went you know 15 for 25 last week is what I have to do. That's what I'm going to do. It's, it's mm-hmm. go time. So that brings us to your stance that heading into the 2023 season, you believe the Mariners should not consider Ty France one of their three best hitters. They have to basically have three hitters that you would consider better than, like clearly better than Ty France. Yes? Yes. Um, Of course, when you say something like that on Twitter, what people read is, Ty France is terrible, you should DFA him immediately. No, that's not at all what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that the Ty France is probably your second best hitter. I would say overall, not right, not lately, but I think, I think you can make an argument between Mitch and and Julio and and France. You're right. Um, And yet here we are, he is the second or third best hitter on this team right now, or maybe the best. Uh, The offense is wildly inconsistent. It can't be trusted on a night in night out basis. Uh, The lineup is, Actually, it's you know it's it's pretty deep. Uh, consider in terms of like average bats, you just don't have enough impact. And when you have Ty Francis, you have a guy who's so far hasn't proven that he can hit for even average power, let alone first base power. Um, you have a guy who is prone to slumps. You have a guy who is also prone to you know injuring himself, uh, getting hit. And Ty France isn't going to stop getting hit by pitches. This is two years in a row where his season has been dramatically altered because he got hit in the wrist, right? And that's that's not a fluke. Right. You can say it's a fluke, but Ty France leads baseball and getting hit by pitches. This type of stuff is going to happen. And you cannot rely on this guy to be the guy who constantly comes up with the big hit time and time and time again without having some serious, you know, safety nets installed. Uh, mm-hmm. So here's kind of the beauty of this is that you can make an argument that heading into this offseason, Julio and Jesse Winker already are two of the top three. Now, Winker hasn't had a great year, been a little better lately at the plate. I I don't want to assume that Jesse's magically going to get better next year, but this year has been such an outlier. It's it's hard yeah. to assume he won't be. So if you want to say Winker is, is one of those two, then fine, whatever. So Ty France is your three. So what does that mean? You need to add a bat better than Ty France this winter. Great. Um, it's interesting. So you know, I had somebody- who is a bat? better than Ty France. Well, here, you finish your thought and then I'll ask you that. Okay. I was, I was just going to say, you know, it's interesting. I had somebody point out to me last night uh, because people were quick to point out to me how, how dumb I am for, for wanting the Mariners to get better, um, which is interesting hill to die on. Uh, but uh, that only two teams 
had a had hitters where the top three bats all had a higher WRC plus than Ty France. Mm. And those two teams are the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Houston Astros. Hmm. What do the Dodgers and the Astros have in common? Are they World Series contender, like serious World Series contenders? Is anybody going to be shocked if they win the World Series this year? No. I don't know. I kind of like the Mariners to be in that position, wouldn't you? I, I don't understand what the... Oh, how dare you ins- insist that the Mariners get better and maybe even challenge for a World Series. It's such a weird hill to die on, but whatever. Okay, fine. You want to point that out? Again, I would point out, well, good. Those are the two teams I want to be like. So uh, in terms of like who's out there, this is where you have to get creative. You know, you have to get creative um, because there's not a lot of free agent options. You're not going to get Aaron Judge. Um, so yeah, and WRC plus little flawed. I mean, according to WRC plus Dylan Moore is some like everyday starting player. He's like 114 or whatever. And it's like, yeah, and he's hitting a buck fifty. You you see how WRC plus isn't perfect. But uh, you know, in terms of bats, I, I think you know, something along the lines of we're talking about a, a Trey Turner, a, a Xander Bogarts, uh, maybe a Carlos Correa type. Um, and those guys are hard to get. So then you, you might have to go out to the trade market. You might have to get creative here. You might have to, it's, it's Brandon Lau. It's, um, or maybe it's, it's a free agent. We're not talking about enough like Brandon Nimmo, or, or maybe it's mm-hmm. Michael Conforto. And if, if you're not going to add a guy who's definitely better than Ty France, you need to add at least one or two guys who are in Ty France's range of possible right. outcomes. You do not want Ty France. You don't want to rely solely on Ty France, a staying healthy all year and be delivering every single time he comes to the plate. And that's kind of what your lineup is set up to be right now because Julio right now, at least is getting on base. Ty France is more or less an automatic out. And now what you have is you have Mitch Hanniger and Jesse Winker, or Jesse, Jesse Winker, and Mitch Hanniger needing to get hits to, to score, uh, to score Julio. And, and that that's tough. You need, you need to lengthen the lineup, but you also need more impact in the lineup. And if Jesse's not going to be, or sorry, if, if Ty's not going to be a, a you know, 25 home run guy, which again, tough to know wrist injuries sap a lot of power. Um, but so far we have zero evidence to suggest that Ty France can hit 25 home runs. You need to find some thump somewhere else in the lineup too. Mm-hmm. So France is a very good hitter. He's a very good player. Um, he definitely can help you. And there's obviously a spot for him here in the future. You just need to do better around him. And by yeah. better around him, I mean, you need better than him to hit around him. Uh, and that should help everybody. So, Mm-hmm. Again, I, I don't understand the the vitriol by suggesting that, hey, you know, it'd be really cool if the Mariners went out and got a bat better than Ty France. I thought the objective was to get better. Well, so, because I think some people take that as like, oh, you want to replace Ty France? And it's not at all what that. you're saying. Never <laughs> That's said That's not that. at all what you're saying. Yeah. I'm saying make Ty France like make Ty France your your fourth best hitter. Yeah. If Ty France is your fourth best hitter, probably have a top 10 offense in baseball and uh-huh. probably carries a lot more predictability than the current one you're running. Uh-huh. That's what adding one bat or two bats uh, better than Ty France this offseason does for you. I don't know. Again, I'm going to keep pushing for the Mariners to get better. If you guys want to stick with the same guys every year and, and you know hope they just magically get better themselves, I'm not going to tell you not to, but I like my plan better. So... See well, you on Twitter. 
<laughs> on that note, that's going to do it for our show, then. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Fat Note, I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, the C-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts just like us. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace.